Welcome to Aligned and Soulful Leadership. My name is Kavita Milwani, and I empower soulful, multicultural women of color to opulently shine their light without the hustle. I truly believe you can fulfill your soul's desire without losing yourself, your health, or your life in the process. I know that you can ignite your confidence and know your worth all while walking your divine, unique path. So in this podcast, I will dive deep into topics, challenges, and blocks that women of color experience as they rise up into their aligned life and work. My deep desire is that BIPOC women can lead through their inner wisdom in a way that honors their soul. Are you ready to rise up as the leader you were born to be? Then this podcast is for you. Do you know what you want? So when I ask you that question, what comes up for you? For a lot of my clients, um, they will come to me saying they want to change their career or they want uh, to find a deeper relationship with the person they're with or find a relationship. Or they will come to me saying that they need to change where they live or they need to change something and the list goes on and on, but it's really about changing something externally. And then usually as we work together, it becomes clear that changing the external thing is actually not going to bring them what they really want. And they're not sure what they really want. So then we do a lot of work to figure out what it is that they really want so they can have a clear vision and then work towards that. And that doesn't happen overnight, especially for a lot of my clients who have grown up in homes where individuality, discovering who you, who you are, what you want to be, what are your interests... And, you know, just really that exploration is not encouraged because they come from families of immigrants. And so oftentimes there's a mentality of survival. What is the most practical thing to do? What is okay to do? And that influences their idea of how they should live in the world and how uh, then they should behave and what's okay. And so this is the conditioning. So in this episode, I want to talk more about your vision and how do you know, how do you get to what you really want? And I'm going to go a little bit deeper into this conditioning so you can understand that that conditioning may be impacting what you think that you want. Okay. And so let's start there. So the conditioning, conditioning from childhood. So our conditioning is a lot of it is subconscious. So we have the subconscious conditioning that is come through and 
usually by the age of around seven or so, is a lot of that is in our brain and it impacts our behavior. And we often are, don't have memories before that or very few memories. And so you really don't know how our conditioning impacts how we show up in the world, our personalities, impacting, impacting how we treat others, our perceptions. And, you know, and so how do you get to that? That's through sub subconscious work, right? And so to get to that conditioning, uh, and it's really not necessary to know everything in our, that we've been kind of conditioned to believe. And it's really important to look at what's happening in our lives now and go and follow that thread and see what it points to in that conditioning. And that's a lot of the work I do with, um, Jungian coaching. I love doing that deep work with the subconscious, the conditioning from childhood and, um, so that is a way to uncover some of that and so that you can choose differently and, and move forward, right? So that conditioning, whether you choose to do that work or not, does impact how you show up. And then you add to that your culture, okay? So there is the broader culture of where you live, and that may be different from different cities, different countries, um, and even uh, different areas and cities have a little bit of a different culture, right? Might be subcultures. And then also there are, it is if you are coming from a different country, the influence of that culture, okay? And so oftentimes immigrants want to preserve that in some way, shape, or form. So they will tend to socialize with people that are from similar cultural backgrounds so that they can preserve the culture, whether that's consciously and also because they just feel more comfortable being around people that are similar to them. And so then if you add in the idea of acculturation, right, which acculturation is according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, which I'll have a link available, is the when a person acquires the culture of a society, okay? And so, and then when you have your culture, it's like a merging of cultures as a result of prolonged contact. So then, you know, it's almost like, I've, I've sometimes felt like I have two different, especially growing up, right? This is two different worlds, right? There's the world at, of my home and what's expected, the expectations, the what's okay, what's allowed and what's good and what's not good. It, it doesn't always match the broader culture that I, that I would live a lot of my life in, like in school or, or university or work. And it's like this kind of balance that's often imbalanced. And so the influence, and it's like, it is a, a human need to want to belong, right? To want to belong and feel safe. It's, it's first human safety to survive. It's like survival in the world. And it's also just a human need to feel like you're part of a culture and a society. And so how much of your behavior is impacted by that? So there's the acculturation piece, having to balance multiple cultures, um, conditioning from childhood, and then the people that are surrounding you when you're growing up, 
And this then moves into who do you surround yourself with when you are an adult? So we have um, a natural tendency to be attracted to be with people like us. And I talk about a little bit more about that, what can be called affinity bias in another podcast episode. And I will have a link available in the show notes if you want to learn more about affinity bias. But essentially affinity bias is we have a bias towards people that are like us. And that can impact workplaces, right? And it can impact, you know, diversity and equity and inclusion, right? But it can also impact our lives and who we surround ourselves with. And it can create almost a homogeneous way of interacting. And, you know, and so if you surround yourself with people that are similar to you, that have similar ideas of what's okay, if you surround yourself with people that maybe grew up in a similar way to you, then it's kind of like reinforcing those original beliefs, which might be okay, unless there's a part of you that just doesn't want to follow the, those, those rules, the conditioning of what's okay. And there's something else that you want to do to spend your money, spend your time on, to invest in, to um, even just do for fun. Or, you know, there's like this like fear of judgment, a fear of not being part of the culture, of not being accepted. And, um, and that can impact knowing what you want. It can impact your vision. It can impact um, because you think that you want something because it will bring you a feeling. Whatever we want is because we want to feel a certain way or not feel a certain way, okay? So you, you want this thing, this external result, um, this external change because you want to feel a certain way or not feel a certain way. And, you know, oftentimes people will just do that and it doesn't bring them the feeling that they think it will, right? And so then it becomes like this, like, What's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? Right. And so that feeling part is what you're really after. And what is it that you really want to feel? What is it really what you want to experience? What is it, What are those things? Um, and that are not influenced by what you think you should feel, what you should need, what you should be doing. Okay. And so like separating that from what you should do and what you really want to do is a big part of creating a clear vision. Okay. And so people come to me and they, there's like this deep desire, um, like this dissatisfaction. And if they look at their lives, they say, you know, I have everything. I have everything that I need. Um, I've followed the rules. I've done the things I've, I have a great job or whatever they've done. I've, you know, I spent my time raising children and I've, you know, raised good, uh, did my best to raise uh, good children and everything. And there's still a sense of like this thread of like dissatisfaction that they just can't seem to know what that is. And then, so like, then it goes to that external of, I need to go and change all these things in their lives. Right. And so the real work is the inner work. The real work is to go deeper. The real work is to go into the, the, the unconscious. The real work is to go to the conditioning, right? And let's really go into that and see what's there, see what we can uncover and really 
own what it is that you want. Okay. And so another piece that can impact, um, a lot of my clients, a lot of my clients are, um, uh, of Asian American descent or Asian American Pacific Islander. And this group of people, um, is considered a model minority. There's a big stereotype for Asian Americans, right? And some of the things that are part of that stereotype are Asian Americans are good at math, science and technology. They're wealthy, hardworking. They're, you know, living the American dream, submissive, obedient, uncomplaining, spiritually enlightened and never in need of assistance. Okay. So there's a sense of like needing to be, um, fit into all these things, but no one is all these things. Right. And even in, as Asian, within the Asian American cultures, because there are multiple within those, there are differences. And, you know, what is the, and also differences in the, in the, individuals that decide to leave their country of origin and move to another country and establish a new life, what does that bring with that too, right? So there's so much pressure that can come with being this model minority stereotype, right? With fitting into it. And, you know, sometimes that expectation is not just from, it's, from the people in your, within your culture, but outside your culture too. Right. And so, you know, it's like, why are you majoring in art? (laughs) Okay. Or, you know, they're assuming that you're going to do something like medicine, engineering, uh, comp sci, like things like that. And when you're like doing something that is not like that, like art or journalism or, um, coaching, or psychology, which, you know, is not as accepted, that can be looked down upon. And that's choosing something that goes against the, the grain of what's expected, right? And so I remember, you know, I have gone through a lot of resistance to going down this path. And, you know, I kept choosing different things and, and thinking that that's where I'm meant to be. But it just, it was just, something that wasn't fully there because it, well, I wasn't aligned with it. And until I was aligned and, and really clear, then taking the action right towards what I want and making that, that, uh, and owning it, that is the part that, um, is creates that alignment into what I'm meant to do. Right. So, um, there's a sense of, right. That, that pressure, and so you have this, this kind of pressure from your family because they've made the sacrifices in order for you to be able to have the opportunities that you have. And there's a sense of like this needing to have a level of success and what is defined as success, right? Is it that financial success, having that title, having... Um, living in a certain area, having your kids go to certain schools, like there's all these expectations that we put upon ourselves, especially if we surround ourselves with those people that have come from similar cultural backgrounds. And what does that do? That creates confusion. If that's truly not what you want, 
in your life, what you want to experience, what you want to feel, right? So I'm not telling you not to have friends like that, not to surround yourself with that. What I'm saying is separate what is the influence from that and what you truly want to feel and do, right? And if it matches, great, but it's a conscious choice, okay? And so that all of these things cloud the vision, cloud what you really want. So I help people with this, as I mentioned, with the Jungian coaching. Um, and I'd love to connect with some of you that are hearing this and you're hearing yourself and you are ready and you're ready to move forward in with alignment. Okay. And I'll have a link available to do that. Um, and I want to give you a few tips to get started into uncovering what it is that you really want. So one tip is to look at yourself and when you're feeling some jealousy or envy, are there people that you look at what they're doing, what they're experiencing, and you feel some jealousy or envy? Now, some of that is comparison and some of that comes from, um, what is presented to you maybe, and not the full reality. So, you know, this is take this with a kind of grain of salt, right? It's just a starting point to start to see like, what is it that you think that they're feeling that you want to feel or that they're experiencing that you want to experience. Okay. So that's a, one of the ways to kind of start to uncover what you really want. What's in that real vision. Okay. The second tip is to think about your childhood as much as you can and see what were the things that you enjoyed doing. You could do for hours without being interrupted. What were some of those things? Now, if some of those things were creative pursuits, that doesn't necessarily mean, okay, now your career needs to be creative, right? I'm not saying that. So I'm just suggesting that you use these as ways to start to uncover right? To start to create some kind of picture of that, what you really truly want that was not as influenced by all the things that I mentioned, right? And finally, what are you drawn to, to learn about? Like, what do you read naturally? What books do you like to read? If you read, what audiobooks do you listen to? What podcasts do you listen to? What magazines, if you look at magazines, what you know, online news, do you read? What online uh, websites do you look at? What do you look at for leisure? What are some um, things you watch if you watch uh, TV or program like shows or, you know, just what are all those things? And so just starting to gather that information and start to see like, what is, what is there? What is there? What is really that internal desire that I have? What are the things I'm drawn to? And every single thing is not going to be relevant, but gathering this information is going to start the process of you uncovering what you really want and your vision. Because when you have a clear vision, when you're able to know what you want, you what you want to feel, you can work towards that. When you have that split of, you know, there's a part of you that wants to make sure you fit in and that you're part of the culture and you're doing things like that. And then part of you feels like doing this and you're having that split energy, the results are going to be split as well. Okay. And so that is the value of having that clear vision of what you want. Um, and you know, that can come over time, especially if you've gone through years of being 
following the conditioning. So be kind to yourself and allow it to unfold as it's meant to. So a recap. Today I talked about um, how the unconscious, your conditioning impacts your vision. And if you are a first or second generation immigrant, you know, you, it's often hard to know exactly what you want because you have conditioning from childhood, you have culture, cultural influences, um, acculturation, and affinity bias. You surround yourself with people like you. Uh, and with that is this idea of what is okay, what is not okay to do, to invest in, to spend your time and energy on. And there may be a part of you that's feeling a sense of really deep dissatisfaction and wants to do something different, but it's not sure. And then further playing into that is the idea of the model minority that a lot of Asian Americans uh, have this stereotype that puts more pressure on them. And then I just went briefly into some ways for you to uncover what's in the unconscious, like what you really desire. And I mentioned that the Jungian coaching is a way to uncover the conditioning so that you can have a clear vision. And if you want to start working on that on your own, start looking at people that are doing things that you may feel some jealousy or envy, looking at things from your childhood you enjoyed doing, and what you're naturally drawn to consuming, um, listening to, watching, reading. And so I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can all you can book a session with me, and we can start to talk about this further, um, and see how we can start to uncover that vision, or just write to me and let me know. I'd love to hear from you and see what you received from today's episode, and even if you want to share, like what are some of the things that you're drawn to, and you wish you could do, right? I'd love to hear that. So in the meantime, take good care. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me for Aligned and Soulful Leadership. I was inspired to start this podcast as a way to empower women of color to rise up into their aligned leadership. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned during this episode available in the show notes at alignedandsoulfulpodcast.com. I'm your host, Kavita. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. And if you haven't received my free abundance meditation and exercise, then go to alignedandsoulfulleadership.com and subscribe to my newsletter. And you will receive this powerful visualization and exercise to ignite your abundant life. Thank you. Until next time. Take good care. Bye.